Hello, sweeties. Hello, darlings. Hello, friends. Hello, small handful of Burning Tarot folks. I'm T. This is Burning Tarot. I haven't posted in a while. Haven't been up for it. If you are waiting for a tarot reading that you've bought, and it seems to be coming slowly, I do apologize. Sometimes one is simply out of energy. One lies low. If you had paid for a rush reading, I would have found some energy, I promise. <laughs> but if not, I hope you'll be patient. And I will do your reading when I'm really in the best possible state for it, which is not the current state. I'm doing okay. Been a bit sick. Been doing the post-election malaise kind of thing. And the strange holidays. Right now, I'm walking on the moon. Okay, it's not really the moon. But there's something moon-like about the forest near me right now. The earth is um, sufficiently cold that even in the daytime there are these big ice crystals that form and they're tall they're like some of them are like five inches tall and they poke up that top layer of soil so when I'm walking I don't really know when it's just gonna be like walking on hard earth and when it's gonna like there perfect perfect timing my foot's gonna crash through into a lunar crater of ice crystal stuff. I think it's really fun. I loved these when I was a kid, but where I grew up, the crystals were maybe like one inch tall. They weren't huge, like here. Seems kind of badass. Of course, this poor soil has been compacted by weird, you know, logging equipment and forest service machinery over the years. So maybe that has something to do with this. But I'm enjoying it. So, welcome. We're on a little nature walk. Our reading for this week is a single card, back to our usual format. Here, and the grasses even look lunar. If there were grasses on the moon, they would look like these little bunch grasses that I'm walking through with the crystalline, shaky mud soil and these beautiful gray and sort of dead wheat looking grasses and the gray silvery stalks of bitterbrush and manzanita. Lovely. Got green manzanita too. So what card, what direction do we need for our upcoming week or two? If I continue to be in this mode, I probably won't be posting a podcast next week. We'll have to see. So I wanted to pull a card that was just kind of a general December-y, seasonal kind of thing. And I pulled the card Temperance. Temperance is a lovely card. It's typically put at number 14 in the Major Arcana of the Tarot. Le Tarot, the Tarot. Pick your French or American pronunciation as you see fit. 
And I pulled from Cat uh, Black's deck, The Golden Tarot. In this, we have a an angel, but draped in kind of a nun's habit. And the temperance card typically shows an angel pouring water from one cup to another. These cups are not always aligned in such a way that like normal gravity would work. So like maybe the cup is kind of over here to the left and the other one's to the right. How could the water possibly be flowing in? They need to be on top of each other for gravity to work right. And that's kind of cool, you guys. That's kind of lunar, right? I don't know what the water would do on the moon. But for the angel, there's a magical thing happening as they pass water, the elixir of life, from one cup to another and back again. The angel has one foot in the water, typically. Not the water in the cup, water on the ground, like a stream, lake, puddle, and one foot on the earth. In the golden tarot, there's also a little sort of cherub angel up in the sky. So our earthy nun angel has this additional voice of God, voice of heaven thing going on. Um, and to me, it always looks like that little angel is giving a warning, waving its finger. I, we may have drawn this recently from this very deck. I may have told you guys all this stuff before. Well, if I'm repeating myself, my apologies. Um, so there we are. We have two angels. And who are we when we look at this card? We are that angel on the ground. This is an opportunity for us to practice temperance, to practice moderation, to pull back from excess from decadence, from basically any extremes that we've been indulging in. Temperance doesn't necessarily say, hey, stop everything. But I think it counsels us to look at everything, particularly our own actions and any, um, any motions we feel tempted to make. So... This is a card of great balance, but there's a lot of nourishment in there. And it's kind of, you know, it's kind of, you could say, self-generated. The angel looks calm and amazing because they are completely absorbed in their task. And it's fun to look at different angels in different temperance cards and to see this look. Like this is, this is, you know, your friend that's an amazing, like, crocheter, crocheter, is that a word? Person who crochets, one who crochets. If you see them just crocheting, you know, they can do it kind of like half in their sleep while they talk to you. But sometimes they really focus up and they really get in there with their hook and their yarn and you just see him uh, drop into the pocket like a pool ball. That's what we used to say in some musicians that I would play with. 
you know, you're jamming along and then mm, you drop into the pocket, you get in the groove, you achieve flow. I think that temperance, moving the water back and forth between the cups, taking care to keep one foot on the ground, solidly grounded in the earth. I think our temperance angel is the part of us that knows how to do that, to get into a flow state. Whether that's a creative or meditative, contemplative state. Um, and it doesn't have to be like, oh, everything's super happy, right? But when we allow ourselves to be absorbed in a useful or beautiful task, we allow ourselves to move energies back and forth. Uh, and, and apply our energies to something that feels useful concentrated, concentrating. This can bring a really special feeling to us. I immediately go to uh, creative pursuits for that. That's just because my own life happens to be that way. But anything that is a genuine pursuit that requires concentration and focus and, and kind of love, that loving dedication to the particular moment. These kinds of activities are really good for us to take up right now. And it might be that they help balance us specifically because other activities aren't advised. Traveling for Christmas? I might do it. I'm not sure, but it's not looking like a good idea so far. If we do it, we're going to do it super carefully. We have our own trailer. We won't stop at any restrooms, you know. But I think temperance counsels us, well, don't completely freak out. You don't have to pull up and never be seen again during the COVID spike. But there are other things that could really occupy your attention. And one of those things is you. So, what are we going to do? We can move energies. Notice that there's a foot in the water with this angel. And liquids being moved back and forth between cups. So, temperance tells us to look to our emotions. And perhaps work with our emotions. Move them back and forth from cup to cup. There can be a little bit of um, a healthy kind of detachment that we can achieve when, when we're using our emotional energy as though it were a substance, something you can pour from this cup to that cup, something you could pour down the drain if you wanted, something you could use to water a tree in the backyard. When we're looking at them with that... Uh, that little bit of detachment, it can help us figure out how to handle the energy. As we've talked about for most of this year with our Empress card guiding this half of the year, remember we drew the Empress as our overarching card to take us from summer solstice to winter solstice. Winter solstice is almost here. And that card is very much about Earth and our own bodies and our feminine representation of Earth that we can embody and enjoy. 
so this kind of plays well with that. Temperance has one foot on that earth and then hands full of emotional energy. So if we do start moving the energies around, probably the way to do that is through body. And this can be for those who can dance, dance it out. For those who can run, take a run. For those who cannot, or frankly, those who are like me and are just so tired (laughs) that maybe we're just not going to get up and dance today, we can certainly move energy through our bodies simply using our minds. Hands can be good too, but they're not necessary. So I think temperance is counseling us to really be there with our bodies and our activities and our emotions. It's pretty nice. I was recently rereading some tarot books. Um, A few of you have asked me how I became educated in the tarot. And that's a fairly interesting story, I suppose. Um, I basically started off with a teacher who was just somebody I had met and who gave me a deck of cards. And, um, and they were a really good astrologer. So that was kind of our way into this. And I was in my, you know, probably early, very early twenties and read, I read all kinds of books. I was really into the reading of the books about matters esoteric, about matters magical, various witchery types of things and that was a very different world right so this is like whatever 1991 very different batch of books that you would see out there today and um so I read about and I was a big reader and could read fast and could retain information which I no longer can and I read a ton of stuff and I started giving friends readings and such And I I quickly realized that, as in many other areas of my life, that too much intellectual knowledge was getting in my way. Similarly, I earned a theater degree in my undergrad, and I loved all the, like, you know, theater history and dramatic theory, loved writing my papers. But once I graduated, I never went back to traditional theater again. I knew too much about it in kind of maybe the wrong way. Along with the practice, the praxis, you know, I had too much theory, too much thinking around in my head. Um, So I kind of had that same feeling around various mystical, esoteric, and magical stuff, including the tarot. So I went from trying to read everything you can read about the tarot to trying to ease that out of my mind, send it away so that there would be room for the intuitive messages and the random woo-woo stuff to be channeled so it wouldn't keep getting caught up in what some dead person thought about this matter. Um... And of course, during, during that process, there were, there were books that I 
you know, outright hated. Um, not a big fan of Crowley, for example. A few years ago, I decided to try again. Like, well, I've known so many great, you know, Thelemite types of magicians and readers in my lifetime. I really need to give old Alistair Crowley another try. And I didn't buy a Thoth tarot deck, but I did buy the book. And man, it was just like I was 21 again. I start reading that thing and I'm like, I can see what you're doing, Mr. Crowley, and I do not appreciate it. Because he's kind of like a, a con man. And uh, anyway, lots of blathering there. <clears throat> Suffice it to say that that's been my path. Learn too much lose touch with my own intuitive path, make a very conscious effort to sublimate, transcend, do something to get away from the influence of too many books and words and other people's systems, and then relearn everything uh, as a child from the ground up. And only in the last few years have I felt secure enough in my, in my now many decades of doing tarot and me messing about with making decks, all that sort of stuff, where now I'm confident enough to say, okay, I'm going to consult a book again and see how that goes. So it's been fun, and I did read about temperance the other day uh, in a Rachel Pollock book. And, and that one's a really good book. I'm very glad that I returned to that, 78 Degrees of Wisdom. Um, I also like Mary Kay Greer in general. Don't always agree with her, but I enjoy her approach. And what else was I reading? Oh, just the classic Arthur Waite, as in the Smith Rider Waite tarot deck. And Waite's kind of goofy, but they, they all have something you know, interesting to say. If you're not taking it too seriously, <laughs> you've got your grain of salt with you, I read. Now, Pollock likes to divide the major arcana, and, and many others do as well, into a path of three. So the idea is that you are enacting your hero's journey kind of thing from card zero, the fool, and the first section takes you up to card 13, death. Death is transformation. Death is change. Death is loss, and sometimes it's death. Modern tarot readers don't like to admit that. <laughs> like, you can pull that card because someone's about to die. I have, I have been in that position as a tarot reader, and the person died, and it was horrible. But it can happen. It can be that literal and mundane. So after death comes what card? Temperance. In Pollock's view, temperance with that one foot on the earth represents this moment where, where we're to come back from our great spiritual explorations from whatever great mystical transformation occurred for us during the death card part of this journey. And temperance says, well, you got to chill out while you're coming back from that. But you've also got to be grounded. You're not just 
um, wandering off on an exciting new adventure like the fool. You're not just going deep, dark, and totally out there like the high priestess. With temperance in that view, we're entering a new phase where we are re-engaging with the world. And yet we're doing it in this moderate way, so we're not inviting the world into our living room every day. We're not going to the world and worldly matters with every part of us all the time. And some of you are very politically active, so during this election season, that's kind of forced a lot of us to be more in the world than we want to, really. You know, but we felt it necessary um, to get out the vote. Um, so, so that's an interesting way of looking at the temperance card. Saying, well, we're moderately and delicately allowing ourselves to re-engage with the world. Um, I know that some of you um, are Buddhists. Some have gone into long-term retreats um, or joined monasteries. And then after a time, you've come out and become householders, right? Rejoining normal society. Temperance would be a great card for that time of life. You could say going on a major retreat, joining a monastery, that could be a death moment because you transform during that. And then temperance might be, well, I left that place and now I've got an apartment again and and a car (laughs) or a phone or whatever. Um, So I hope you got a little enjoyment out of that interpretation. I had never really thought of it that way myself before, but I think there's something nice in it. For me, temperance is a wonderful embodiment of both stillness and motion. So the angel, the angel is able to hear from the gods and connect with the holy energies all around because they have stopped. And I say they with care, the the angels are often, um, you know, they're not gendered characters in many tarot decks. In the golden, it's more female. But yeah, they are apparently still, they're not on a big journey. They're not running around, driving a chariot, all those wild things that those tarot characters do, right? They're chilling out, standing. But the motion is still there in the form of this flow. Back and forth, water to water, cup to cup. So um, that's what I'm going to look for, is the motion in stillness. And perhaps even the stillness in motion as well. And since I take walks, I'm familiar with that, the stillness in motion. The sun is almost down. It's kind of gorgeous out here in a sort of bleak, wintry way. The golden grass is glowing. The towering ponderosas, towering as they will, 
But I can see some snow brushing atop Black Butte. I can see that through the trees. I hope that temperance brings you something good this week. If you want to try a temperance meditation uh, that's easy, you can literally take two cups and fill them with lukewarm water or make it fun. Make one hot, one cold. And you can do this, you know, over a sink or very carefully not over a sink. And you know what? You can do this while you're like feeling cruddy and sitting sitting in front of the TV <laughs> with a twisted ankle. I don't know. You know, put a couple cups out. And really feel the weight of water. And feel what it does as it pours from one cup into another cup. Put your fingers in the cup. Feel the water. Listen to the water. Water makes wonderful noises. And sometimes they even sound like voices to me. So pour and burble and listen. Taste. Flicker your fingers through it. Move it from one vessel to another. And you can allow this to occupy your full attention and feel how it changes the energy in your body moving. Because your body's energies will move like very literally with the water. Just like if you've gone swimming in the ocean. You know, your, your body's energies automatically adapt to, whoa, dude, we're in the ocean. So you can kind of extend that into taking a bath, pouring water from cup to cup. Hey, you could imitate the angel and give yourself a nice, like, little tub full of Epsom salts to put your foot in, one foot at a time. Or if you want your earth energy, nice big foot bath. Epsom salts are my favorite, but you can put something else in there too. Maybe a little essential oil. Um, and you can put a rock inside the tub. And one of your feet can be on the rock. And that's your earth. There's really nothing wrong with a foot soak, right? So these are some watery ways of moving energy around while you're being still. So you get the stillness and the motion and the flow and the sensory enjoyment that I see the angel taking in the movement of water. As I get older, I discover more and more that things that I thought were supposed to be metaphors in poetry, in mysticism, in um, various texts, in the tarot, in spells, all these things that I thought were metaphors and, and symbols to invoke uh, certain things in the universe, I, I've started to realize that actually they're really quite literal. Pour the water from the cup to the other cup. And it's a magical act that grounds and nourishes and moistens us. It's really fun. Um, so that's what I have for you. Moderation and temperance also um, means not overdoing it 
whether that's in the direction of trying to force yourself into good behavior, which is what I was trying to do last month. And you know what? I did okay, but I basically kind of failed (laughs) because it was too much. There's too much, you know, psychic stress in a society going into that election. Of course I was going to want to... I didn't eat a cupcake, but, you know, the equivalent of that. Um, If you're a drinker, you know, this is a good time to moderate how much alcohol gets to you. That sort of thing. But, But also moderate how much you're trying to force yourself to be really good or try a new routine. It might not be the greatest time for that. Um, it, it's just sort of ironic, like temperance can have in it the, mo- the old mantra, everything in moderation, including moderation. Um, so don't expect too much out of yourself, but don't indulge yourself too much either. I hope this has been useful. I feel good about talking to y'all after a short break. And I wish you all lovely holidays. In my household, we have, um, we have Jewish traditions. We have Christian traditions. We have pagan ones too. And even though many of our habits are being upended by COVID. I'm really pleased by this particular time of year, which has to do with with really bringing light into darkness and embracing the darkness as well. So I will make sure that I come back for something for you guys for solstice. And uh, as I start feeling a bit stronger, I will also offer a solstice reading discount. I'm just not ready yet. All right, folks, much love. If you want to tell me how your energy has been or how any of the readings this fall have worked out for you, I always love to hear a few sentences worth at least at burningtarot at gmail.com. I have much love for you, sweetie darlings. Bye from tea.